0: Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. him for three. Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. I missed back and kissed myself. Oh, my MVP gosh. MVP time. Windy City Assassin does it again.
1: We're now a week away from the trade deadline. No one knows what anybody's going to do, especially a certain team in Chicago, which it doesn't sound like they're going to be too active. But again, this time of year, you never know what can happen. We're going to look through a few possibilities, go around the league as well on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench member and Tennessee ball, CJ Watson. CJ, we are into crunch time here with the deadline coming up. Things are the chatter, I hope. Is going to start getting a little louder here.
0: Yeah, it's getting dicey. You know, uh, we haven't really heard a lot, but I def- I'm definitely sure and positive that something's going to happen.
1: Anybody? We haven't heard anything from anybody. Yeah. It feels like <laughs> it has been eerie quiet. And that makes me nervous if a blockbuster deal is coming or if it's going to be a really disappointing trade deadline for a few teams. I worry about it for one team in particular. Uh, well, I'll say that for a minute, though, because I got to tell you about our great sponsor, betonline.ag. It is playoff time. The road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore or San Francisco and Kansas City. Excuse me. Bet online is your number one source for playoff football, odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. The big game is just over a week away. It should be a good one out in Vegas. Head to bet online today to stay updated on all the action. bet online, the game starts here. Also, don't forget, we have an official t-shirt of our show as well. Jordan Pippenani at the last dance at shop.believe.com to support the program. A lot of great stuff there to support the other shows on the network as well. But our official t shirt, Jordan Pippinani at the last dance shop.blieve.com. The links in my social media bios. We are now a week out. We are into February. It's crazy how quickly we are into February here, but here we are. And the big question is will we hear the word continuity? I don't know what the odds are, but I'm guessing it's pretty high. And I'll read you some stats here in a second. But We talked about how quiet it is, CJ. It's still maybe something going on behind the scenes. This front office doesn't leak a lot. So maybe that has to do with it too.
0: Yeah, hopefully that's a good thing. They're not really telling the fans a lot, not really telling us a lot, not really putting too much information out there. So hopefully they're behind closed doors, you know, working, trying to get deals done, trying to make this roster uh, better. So uh, I think we just got to wait and see. The example
1: I go back to when I talk about this front office being tight-lipped is the Vooch trade. Didn't hear any rumors about Vooch to the Bulls. And I mean... Zero. And I say that as someone who hunts for trade rumors or content, <laughs> did not find a rumor connecting Vucic to the Bulls until it happened. So you never know. Something could go down really quiet. It, this is a different front office than the last regime, which th- I feel like Gar Pax was kind of tight lipped about stuff. You didn't have a lot of leaks, but there were a few around this time where you maybe start to get an idea of what they do. The Bulls are a wild card right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with with no leaks, but uh, I just definitely want them to be behind closed doors working and trying to make this roster better. So there's no leaks. I'm fine with that. But um, I definitely think uh, they definitely got to make something something happen because this roster can't stand Pat uh, once again in another trade deadline.
1: Yeah, they've gone through the last two deadlines without making a move, and that's disappointing. The only trade they've made since 2022 was getting into the draft in the second round to take Julian Phillips. I mentioned him the other day. That's their only trade. In the last two years, so who knows that things will change? It feels like things should, and if you need further proof that things should change, this came from Casey Johnson, at NBC Sports Chicago. He posted this today on Twitter X, whatever we're calling that app now. <laughs> last year, through 49 games, the Bulls were 23 and 26. They ranked 22nd in the league in offensive rating and 13th in defensive rating. This year, they are through 49 games. Their record is 23 and 26. Their offensive rating is 23rd in the NBA, and their defensive rating is 14th. It's the same team.
0: Yeah, basically same team without, you know, missing Zach for a lot of games. But definitely it shows you that something has to be done. Uh, obviously, this roster isn't uh, fit to, to, to compete and, and do better uh, like we thought they would. Uh, so they definitely got to make a trade, and the numbers don't lie.
1: I think the fact that they had the same record with Zach missing so many games, that says a lot. And that's part of the reason why the trade market hasn't been what we thought it'd be like two months ago, because he's missed. I don't know how many games he's missed off the top of my head, but it's been a, it's a good amount of games that Zach's missed this year. He's dealing with the foot injury. Billy didn't sound optimistic about him coming back anytime soon, which that's what you want to hear a week before the trade deadline. But the fact that the record's the same, the rating is one spot lower. The defensive rating is one spot lower. And Zach's been out for so long. Not very good. That's not good.
0: Yeah, not good at all. It's just going to be, you know, what are what is the front office going to do to increase this team uh, defensively and offensively? Uh, who can they add? Who can they take away? Um, who, who are you going to keep? What pieces are you going to keep to, you know, pair with whoever you bring in? So I definitely think it's a lot of work to be done. So we'll see, you know, uh, how that's going to fare out after this trade deadline.
1: And we heard throughout the offseason, and I mentioned this at the time, like, okay, they're talking about it. I Like, if they're talking about changing things, let's see if they actually do it. This offense is going to be a new look. We're keeping the roster the same, but we're going to change the offense. We're going to change how we do things. We're going to go down to Nashville for some odd reason to bond. We're going to have a team meeting after the first game, and things are going to start turning around. But the fact that it is basically copy-paste in terms of the numbers, I if that doesn't show that continuity is not working, yeah. I don't know what does. Now, if it was sixth in the NBA in offense at seventh this year and if they were higher numbers, completely different story. You are lower half of the league in offensive yeah. rating. You don't stand Pat again. I don't care if it's you've, – you've got to make some sort of move. I don't know what, but you've got to make a move.
0: Yeah, definitely for sure. You definitely have to make a move. I think last year was kind of – when they said Pat, I think that was kind of – I was fine with that because the team was still trying to compete and getting better. Uh, but this year, like I said, the team – very underachieved and uh, you can see that uh, the chemistry hasn't been there. Uh, Definitely has gotten better over throughout the, throughout the season, but um, you know, from what we expect from them and from this roster is definitely not there. So definitely have to look at making a move or, you know, if not more than one.
1: See last year felt when they stayed, when they didn't do anything, it didn't feel as bleak because it was okay. Let's give this core this year. that's what I would have done. I would have given the core last year, Figure it out. They clearly didn't. We said that at the time. And they decided to run it back one more time this year. I thought Javon Carter was going to make more of an impact than he is. Now, Tory Craig hasn't been out there either. He's been hurt with the plantar fascia injury. But those guys clearly, I don't think they're making as big of an impact as hoped. Again, Tory Craig hasn't been healthy. But right. those two guys weren't going to take you over the hump. We said that at right, the time yeah.
0: Too. Right. <laughs> yeah, we definitely said. we. I, think, I feel like we knew that. Um, they weren't going to get you, you know. Uh, extra ten to fifteen wins, maybe I feel like two or three. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, definitely, uh, it's a great addition to the team. But uh, they're not going to be, uh, I guess, game changers like a uh, Cam Newton would say uh, for for football terms. But I definitely think uh, it's a great addition to the team, and they're helping out these young guys. And uh, hopefully, that will you know uh, come to play in the future.
1: I said it before. I'll say it again. Those two felt like they should have come in last year, or so, or those types of players. Should yeah. have come in last year when you were trying to set this core up to maybe play for its life before you right. maybe tear it down. And yeah, they went out and got Gordon Dragic and Andre Drummond has been great in a backup role. He's getting some trade interest too, more on that in a second, but Dragic was a, they released him after the deadline. So he didn't make it a right. full year. Yeah. These two guys like Carter and Craig needed to be here a year ago or someone of that kind. Cause cause the contract situations wouldn't have allowed it. Right. It, it feels like this idea of competing is great and i want them to compete because it's a big market team don't act like a small market team you're not I, it feels like they're a year behind schedule i, I don't know
0: yeah i definitely think so too uh, i definitely think that like you said these uh additions should have happened last last year and maybe they could have helped them uh, maybe in, like in the playoff game or, uh, or in season tournament so i definitely think that would be uh definitely something new and but uh hopefully you know we'll see what happens
1: yeah it's going to be really interesting and Darnell Mayberry in the Athletic did a story talking about kind of what the sense is about what path the Bulls could go at the deadline. Basically, it, it he didn't exactly say it straight out, but it sounds like a "don't hold your breath" type of thing if you're wanting a big move. Yeah. Again, Zach with the injuries doesn't help. Demar has played the second most minutes in the league this year, by the way, and the and he's trailing only Kobe White. So it, it feels like Tibbs's teams with all the minutes they're playing. Like, it's yeah. great. Like, that yeah. feels very – all. and I notice all the people who rip Tibbs for playing guys so many minutes are really quiet about this too. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. But you, you've got a lot of wear and tear on DeMar, who's another top candidate. But the big piece of this, and the one that could really probably get you the most value is Alex Caruso. And it doesn't sound like the Bulls want to part ways with him. I understand that. But it also sounds like they're overvaluing him for what it would take to get rid of him. That feels like a mistake.
0: Yeah, I think, I definitely think he's a big part of a team uh, any team, uh, especially uh, any contender will probably want him because he does so much and brings so much energy effort defensively and also can, you know, score the ball also. But uh, I definitely think, uh, I don't know if they're overvaluing, but I definitely think he's a, he should get, you know, I don't know what they're asking for, maybe a couple picks or a first round pick, but I definitely think. think I saw a couple
1: firsts is what I is kind of like the basis of what I saw.
0: Yeah, you got to listen to all offers because I think he brings that much attention and uh, value to a team, especially a contender. So you got to look at it, you know, see if that helps. But uh, if they're offering or they're getting offered uh, two first rounds, you got to take that because you don't have any picks right now, and you're trying to make this team better.
1: That's what I'm saying. If you're getting offered <laughs> multiple picks, you, you do take it and
0: run with it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you've got to look toward the future. Yeah, there is the future is not there in terms of draft capital. And then I'm talking immediate future. Obviously, a few years down the road, they'll finally get it back. This team's not going to be competing for the next three years. At least it doesn't yeah. feel like it. With the current roster, if they keep it like this, they sure won't.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that all the cards are stacked up against the Bulls right now. I think, you know, Zach being uh, injured and then with all the drama uh, that's happened this season, I think if, if he wasn't injured, he for sure would be traded by now. And then also with the injuries to all the other players, I think if they would have won that game against Toronto, they would have felt like, you know, they're still good enough to, to go and compete in the playoffs. Um, but uh, like I said, losing that game, I felt like it showed them maybe that we're not as, as good as we thought we are, even without, without Zach. And that we had to make some moves around here to, like I said, sure for the future, but also get better now.
1: I'm looking around in Darnell Mayberry's story to see if, the, if this was it or if it was another story that brought up about what the Bulls were wanting for Caruso. You know, part of this too, and looking at the story, I'm looking at, they've got more injuries. Patrick Williams is going to be out for a little bit, a little bit longer. It yeah. seems like that's a problem. Dalen Terry went down with an injury. So now it's like, okay, we wanted more Julian Phillips minutes. Here you right. go. That's what you got yeah. now. <laughs> but th- that, that also impacts your deadline plans too, because you've got to, if you're hurt, that's going to impact your, do you want to play for the play-in? Do you maybe want to, are you fine missing out on the play-in tournament and getting a better draft position? The answer should be yes, but that's not yeah. for me to decide. Apparently we talk about a team being stuck in the muck. This is what it looks like.
0: Yeah. Like I said, the cards were stacked up all against them in the game plan. I'm sure uh, didn't have all these injuries in it, but uh, you got to deal the the car that you're dealt and try to figure it out. And uh, I think just getting these guys, young guys experience Julian Phillips, um, getting in there, playing a lot of big time minutes, getting some confidence um, and just seeing what, seeing what they have, see what you have for the future.
1: And I, who knows what that future is going to look like in terms of, you know, who can you get in the draft? Who where are you going to get in free agency? Because your salary cap situation is not great either, right. which is why it feels like you have to find a way to try to get up Zach's contract. And maybe that happens over the summer, but right now they are stuck in the muck. And yet here it was, it was Jake Fisher that said the bulls would need multiple first round picks to even consider trading Alex Caruso. And if that's the case, if you're not considering it right. until you get multiple firsts, hang on. Like, let's revisit yeah. here. I think it also depends on the team too, because yeah, you're yeah. not going to trade him for some late first. Like, you want, right, yeah, you want a really good pick if you can get it. So it's it's a weird type of situation going out with yeah. Alex Crusoe's trade market.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a different dynamic, but you got to take on all. All suitors at this point, because you want to. Like I said we, we keep saying the roster has to be better, and and hopefully they do, they make some moves and continue to to make that roster better.
1: And I understand with Demar's situation, that's a fine line to walk. You don't just want to offload him. They obviously value him. Doesn't feel. I mean, they there's talk of an extension, apparently at age 35, and again, second most minutes in the league this year. He's the other one that I'm watching yeah. in in terms yeah. of. What's going to happen with him? With Zach, it's not as much anymore, just because he's hurt. And right. I, I, was, I said that at the time, the, the injury could not have happened at a worse yeah. time, and now it doesn't sound like it's going to be as expected. Shams said it was going to be a couple weeks. It sounds like it might be a little more than a couple. And by the right. way, we're a week out from deadline day, so yeah, I do not envy the ticking. front office's position <laughs> right now. I do not envy AK or Eversley right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. Time is ticking, and they got to get to it and and make some calls and, you know, receive all calls and try to figure this, figure this thing out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do something. That's for sure. And <laughs> there, there's, there's rumors about Zach and the Pistons going around. We talked about that uh, was it last week that came out that the Pistons were talking about a trade and the bulls wanted one of the blue chip young players. In addition to like a boy on Bogdanovich and maybe draft capital. What you talk about overvaluing, don't yeah. you, you've got to have a happy medium. Somewhere and yeah. I am not was that Caruso DeMar, because you don't just want to trade DeMar for nothing, even though it'd be trading him for a little bit of something would be more than you get if he walks in free agency when you don't get an extension done. But maybe right. I'm getting ahead of myself there. But it's mm. all this is gonna be these next seven days across the league. A lot of phone calls. A lot yeah, of phone it's calls. Gonna
0: be, it's gonna be fun. They got the, the front office just has to look and see like what do we need what do we need to get better at um, and how can we get better and who, who best fits, you know, our roster, our coach, our, our game plan, our system and kind of go from there.
1: I will be curious to see whose screen time is higher. Woj and Shams or these executives, (laughs) because there's going to be a lot of calls, a lot of texts. This is going to be really fun. Not just in Chicago. We're going to go around the league here because I talked about an interesting type of situation in Chicago. Uh, I think Golden State has the Bulls beat in terms of what the hell are they going to do? Because right. they still got all the star power from their dynasty days. There's rumors about Clay and Draymond. Brian Windhorst at ESPN said the plans are not to trade those two. Maybe they'll move on Wiggins or CP3. Or the Warriors going to finish this year out, or are they going to maybe tear it down in the next week?
0: I don't know, man. It's uh, it's looking rough for them. Like I said, they're getting older. Uh, Draymond's antics uh, obviously have calmed down a little bit, but uh, that's that's hurt them throughout the season. Uh, Clay is in uh, his old self, which we you know we know as an athlete, you're going to get older. You're not going to be the same player as you once were. So I definitely think they're all going to have to get traded at some point. The only person is going to retire. A warrior is going to be Steph, and then you just kind of uh, deal with him around all that youth that they have.
1: Yeah, notice Steph is not coming up in this. Steph is a warrior. Yeah. And that's that is sure, fine. Yeah. That's fine. I I that that's what we talk about doing right with DeMar. DeMar has been in Chicago for 3 years. And yes, he's made yeah. quite an impact and I think he's the reason why some of these young guys have come along like they have like both on the court and off the court. Steph, the idea of doing right is if you want out of here, you go. If you want to stay, you stay. That's how, right, and yeah. I think it's, I think it's mostly the latter cuz I don't think he wants to leave. No matter yeah, what, yeah. it feels like he's For one sure. of those. He's a lifer. They could be 0-82, yeah. and, and he'd be a lifer yeah. at Golden State. Like sure. That's just that's who he is. So yeah. he, he's not going anywhere. I agree with you on that. But with Clay and Draymond, I mean, the Draymond situation is a whole different animal with everything yeah. that happened this year. With Clay, what do you do? This could be something over the summer. Give Mike Dunleavy a full season to evaluate, I guess.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's tough because like, those guys won you championships. They built a culture uh, for that organization and, uh, you know, brought so much so much fandom and uh, spirit and energy uh, to, to San Fran. So it's definitely going to be tough if they have to part ways with them. Uh, you know, watching dynasties fold and and have to start over is, uh you know, something that fans really don't like. And uh, I'm sure it brings tears to their eyes. But, you know, we all knew nothing lasts forever. So you got to start over.
1: Well, you talk about dynasties breaking up. We know how both fans
0: <laughs> feel about
1: dynasties yeah. breaking up and the showing on Ring of Honor night, which we didn't talk about because we didn't have a show that week. But let's just say that uh, not great. That was, that was not very good. And there's a reason we kind of had to gloss over yeah. that because I didn't want to hash that out. But I think the Warriors situation too, I mentioned Mike Dunleavy. Bob Myers isn't in charge anymore. If Bob yeah. Myers is in charge, I think they're tearing this thing down. I think you, yeah. there's a relationship there. And they'd understand. Not to say there's not a relationship with Mike Dunleavy, but he's still, he's not even a year into the job. So yeah. And, and he wasn't the one that
0: built it, I feel like.
1: Right. Bob Myers built this thing, and it's, it I don't want to evoke it again, but there's a reason I'm going to. It, with, with the way Jerry Krause built up the dynasties yeah. in the Jordan years, the way that ended, there were a lot of factors in that. And there's yeah, yeah. that's been chronicled.
0: Right. The,
1: uh, Bob Myers' relationship with the Warriors was different. That was a very different relationship. He has said that multiple times on ESPN about how his personal relationship with those guys was part of the reason yeah. he stepped away. Because this is coming. And yeah, yeah. now it's on Mike Dunleavy. And that's just an impossible spot to be in because the guy who built yeah. it is gone.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I, I can see why Bob left. Uh, definitely, you know, emotional and trying He's to. great on TV. You know, yeah, yeah, I love him on TV. Yeah, it's definitely tough to be able to. You Know build that up, you know, start it up, and then have to tell guys, you know, we're going in a different direction. Uh, I definitely would probably walk away too. I don't know, <laughs> let someone else yeah. do it. But it's definitely a tough job Mike Dunleavy has. But you know, I'm sure he's built for it, and Bob has, uh, you know, taught him a lot of stuff, and I'm sure he's there for advice whenever he needs it, if he needs it.
1: Yeah, when AK and Mark Eversley came in in Chicago, it was a bad situation with what Garpacks left, and there's a reason they hit the reset button, traded everybody, started over. You don't yeah. do this with guys like Clay and Draymond. I mean, like I said, stuff's not going anywhere. But right. I, I think Wiggins is an interesting piece because it the the way it was put, it's like he's having the worst year he's had since he's been to Golden State. He's still not playing poorly. It's just compared to yeah. how he's played. He's yeah. not doing very well. And CP three, that I was interested to see that unfold at the start of the year. Yeah. It's just not it's not working.
0: Yeah, I didn't think it was ever going to work anyways. Uh, they just play a different style of basketball that CP3 yeah. is used to. And uh, I, I just don't think he fits in that, that style. Um, and I just think, you know, athletes are you know held at a, a higher standard. You're judged by, you know, what, how you perform, stuff like that. And if you're not performing like you used to, uh, they're going to tell you about it. <laughs> That's yeah. a, uh, the bad thing about sports. But, uh, you know, I think definitely Andrew Wiggins is a big part of that team. He, he helps that team offensively and defensively when he's on top of his game. That's when they're at their best.
1: Yeah, the the CP three thing. I wasn't sure if they'd maybe use that. You play one style with Steph running the point, and then you kind of switch it up with your second unit in a way, like maybe try to throw the defense off a little bit.
0: Right. Yeah. Clearly
1: not the case. Yeah, and, it's not <laughs> and with with Wiggins too, he, he, he's a is an intriguing trade piece because he kind of I don't I guess you can say he revitalized his career. At Golden State, like he was, he felt like he was just kind of still finding his way. Bam, he found a groove with the Warriors. And if he gets in the right situation, he can take off and be what he was the last couple of years. But I, Golden State fans, I mean, you can join the Bulls in the middle of nowhere because that's exactly (laughs) where they are. Like it is, and that's just a weird with that with that talent. Yes, it's been. I mean, this dynasty was a while ago now. With the right. names they've got on the roster, you don't expect them to be twenty and twenty-four, but that's yeah, where they're at, and that's no. why they're in no man's land.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think Andrew, Andrew Wiggins is still that you know, a great third or fourth option on any team. Uh, oh, I, sure. I definitely think he. I think he got better defensively uh, since he came to Golden State, and I think that's what kind of upped his game and put him put him more on a radar. Obviously, with him winning and playing with guys like Steph and Clay uh, makes it a lot easier. But I definitely think he's a, a still a, a great player to have on your team as a third or fourth option.
1: Yeah, I'll be very curious to see. This is an this is an after-the-season conversation. What happens with Steve Kerr after this? Yeah. Because that if you're gonna get if you're gonna move on from the players, it feels like a coaching change might just help you kind of recharge, reset, and enter a new area yeah. in Golden State. But that yeah. that's a team I'm watching close just to see. Are they going to do this now or are they going to wait till after the season? Either way, I do not blame them. I would not be – I would not blame them for waiting until the summertime just because, again, you don't want to do wrong with those guys because of what they did for your franchise. Even even if – and with a new GM, that's part of the factor too. And Mike Dunleavy knows those guys. He was around the league long enough. Yeah, like, yeah. This is not. This is not like you hired some hotshot lawyer who had never right. been around <laughs> the NBA before. Like, is Mike Dunleavy,
0: Bulls legend. Yeah, yeah, Mike yeah, yeah. Dunleavy. He's a, he's a great player. You know, he played a long time in the league. Dad was a long-time coach, so – he knows the ins and outs of basketball and uh, how the franchises and the locker room team dynamics work. So I think he'll be, you know, fine on that part.
1: Yeah, no, I, I have no doubt that everybody he'll try to make everybody happy as best they can, but that that's an, that's a team to watch if you're with the market, the way it is the, the buyer's market. It's not, not much there. There's a lot of teams that can yeah. sell, but I don't think there's many takers. And right, yeah. I, I think the summer could be active. Shams said that a couple weeks ago. It feels like an active summer is coming, but it might be pretty quiet in season outside. Maybe the buyout market—I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so too. I think the summer is where all the action is going to be around that, and then and mostly the draft too.
1: I do, I do think in terms of trade deadlines, like MLB is my favorite—at least it was growing up. Like baseballs, because it, hey, I mean, it was always on my birthday growing up. So it was like, oh, cool, <laughs> there's making trades, and then the Cubs that make me mad on my birthday—it was great, and then the NFL has gotten. It's gotten better. This year was a dud. Last year was fantastic. Right. The NBA has good years and bad years. The NBA, though, they do the off season right. The off right. is a treat with what moves are being made. You got free agency. You got more trades, and the, the and the other part of this too is the draft. The draft is expanding to two days now. That's interesting to me because it was always one night, and yeah. as I've covered every pick of the draft the last two years. I went, I got done. I signed off at midnight central time and that's right. before any undrafted free agents come out too. like, i, I got, yeah. I got a story about undrafted free agents after draft right. night. Cause it's a long night splitting it up into two days. That is an interesting move in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I think I like it. Uh, it gives more time to, you know, to focus on like the, all the picks. Uh, maybe you can get to know guys a little better, especially for people maybe who don't know them um, guys. Maybe more guys can go in the green room, you know, and get that experience. So I definitely think it's a good thing, you know, splitting it up in two days and give guys like you media guys time to kind of reflect and, and diflect and uh and get some rest.
1: <laughs> yeah, the rest is huge because it now look the the joy I feel when Mark Tatum comes out and takes that podium with a big smile on his face all the time. That right. helps. That man is yeah. just he seems just naturally happy and I absolutely adore him. Yeah. Big and ball of
0: positive positivity. <laughs>
1: yes. And it's especially needed when it's 10 o'clock at night. The second round is just started. Right. Oh, and that's yeah. central time, by the way. So yeah. that's 11 o'clock <laughs> p.m. Eastern time. And I think they're going to break this up. They're going to do the first round at Place, the second round at the Seaport where ESPN Studios are. That's what Woj said, at least. That means the night's not going to end at 11.45 central time, 12.45 a.m. Eastern time right. the next day. And maybe you have it where a second round pick is not picked in the middle of a Taco Bell ad and goes on to win MVP. Like,
0: right
1: yeah well and yeah. even undrafted guys too got to be feeling better not staying up that late waiting to find out what all these teams do right as someone who's been there
0: yeah definitely for sure and definitely you can kind of you know manage your future you know off of you know getting picked or not getting picked and kind of dictate who you're going to play Similarly, league with like all that kind of stuff so i think would have happened faster and uh like i said just gives guys uh more opportunity to go out there and get to know people and, or, or get the let the fans get to know them and, and vice versa
1: Yeah, the agents are probably going to be happy too, not having to get done with the draft and then sort out undrafted free agent contracts and everything. I don't know how all that works behind the scenes in terms of if there's if they're not picked, this happens, whatever. But I vividly recall there was one year this would have been the 2018 draft. Loyola had a guy named Dante Ingram, who I covered. He was great. He He hit the shot against Miami. In the tournament okay. before before Loyola beat Tennessee. Sorry, I, you knew I was going to throw. That out
0: there. I brought up 2018. You knew I was going there. But take the knife from my backs.
1: <laughs> I still love you. Uh, but Dante, there was a lot of chatter about Dante going to the second round, and I had sourcing that was like, "There's, there's chatter here." So I stayed at the whole draft. Nothing happened, and I'm up. Yeah. It was 30 in the morning. I got a text from a source that said Dante to the Bulls. He signed with them for the summer league. Put it out on Twitter, Shams tweeted it four minutes, four minutes later. That was my only time I have beaten Shams yeah. on scoop. It was 1:30 in the morning. I called my editor at the student newspaper, woke his ass up. Right. It was 1:32 a.m. And by the way, I turn around at six o'clock in the morning and go work at the golf course I was working at. Like yeah. it is a late night for yeah. everybody. Andre, yeah. <laughs> having the first round end will give a little bit of reprieve too. Like there's nothing yeah. that'll happen before the second round.
0: Yeah, for sure. I definitely think, like I said, I love it, breaking up in two days. Uh, I mean, they can probably taking a, a page out of the NFL's book, you know, breaking up. Obviously, that draft is so much longer but, and intensive, but is. definitely uh, <laughs> taking a page out of their book and seeing how they uh, come out it on the positive end, and I'm sure that's what uh, kind of made the NBA do that in two days.
1: Covered every pick of the NFL draft last year, too. All 270-some yeah. picks. That was... <laughs> I, I slept. Somebody's really, got to do it. I'm
0: glad. I'm glad you, not me. <laughs> it
1: it was a it was a long day. The yeah, Sunday I, after, I bet <laughs> it, was, it was long. But I can tell you too, like after between the first and second rounds, it's okay. First round's done. Go to bed. Be back tomorrow. Like now,
0: yeah.
1: that with the NBA, it was okay. Two rounds all done. Everybody's right. signing their contracts now. Like with the yeah. NFL, it got done. I'm in mean, Central Time Zone. So probably about five thirty. Is when the right. last round of the draft got done, five thirty central. Bam! This team's signing free agent, free agent, free agent. It's happening during the day rather than in those overnight hours, and you're not having late nights, early mornings. Like it's gonna yeah, be yeah. a good thing, I think, for for fans, for agents, for reporters, and for the guys that are waiting to find out their future too. Like that's gotta be. Yeah,
0: good. yeah. I think NBA is all about you know uh, making things better, learning from their mistakes, and watching others learn from their mistakes. So definitely think it's gonna be a plus.
1: Uh, and add this in with the in-season tournament, which was a success from a rating standpoint. If they can find a way to get the trade deadline more exciting, I think that would help in season two, getting eyes on things. But that's what it's all about, is just getting eyes on the product and bringing in more money for the league. And I think this is just another step in that process that Adam Silver is going through. The newly extended Adam Silver, apparently, Woj said that he's got an extension through probably the end of the decade. There were rumors about whether he'd leave. He's not going anywhere, so this is kind of his brainchild, and very curious to see where they go next. Because again, NBA does the offseason fantastic. Like it yeah. is with free agency and the trades and the way the finals end and everything like that. There, it's a, it's a, sh- it's a sideshow. Like it's great. Yeah. It is, it's fantastic. That is not a knock. That is a very good thing. Now it's about yeah. get it to go year round.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think Adam Silver has done a great job. Uh, you know, leading one of the best businesses I feel like in the world. And uh, He's uh, you know, done a great job, you know, uh, handling a lot of issues that's been around uh, during his tenure. So I definitely think he's going to continue to make the game better, and uh, hopefully for fans and for players, all involved.
1: And as someone whose main job is covering college football and the NFL, those are both turning into year-round sports. The NBA yeah. is now, if you want to get the, if you want the year-round news cycle, you've got to make moves like yeah. this and just anything to get some eyes on the product whether it's on the court off the court whatever happens but either way there's gonna be plenty of chatter about the nba over the next six seven days it is this episode releases on groundhog day and i feel like we're gonna be living in groundhog day where it's just over and over and over with this bulls team and continuity and all that Hmm. there could be surprises there's always a surprise on trade deadline day not as much as free agency it feels like but trade deadline day there's always some surprises that's got to be fun for the players whose names are coming up in here when you when you don't know what's (laughs) going to happen and you've got knuckleheads like us sitting here going we don't know what's going to happen either
0: yeah we're trying to predict the future and don't even know
1: (laughs) i am not good at predicting the future you can you can check my sportsbook (laughs) it is not not very good i got (laughs) a big big game coming up too and i'm like "Ah, we'll see how this goes But (laughs) um it's gonna this week's gonna be Telltale, and we will regather next week as well. Once once the dust settles on the deadline, okay, what direction are the Bulls going in? Are they still going to make the play-in tournament? That feels like the path they're on. I don't hate it. I would just like to make some moves in the process. I, I don't ask for much. Just trade a couple guys, make the play-in tournament, make some moves in the offseason, get some draft capital. I'm a simple guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, just make just make things happy, man, so he doesn't you don't have to vent to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yo, know, you're a good therapist for this stuff. Like it I is I cannot you. believe you. I can <laughs> I cannot believe you put up with me now for as long as you have. Like it is just constant whining and complaining. You're sitting there going, "Yeah, well, you're kind of overreacting a little bit. cuz you, you've been there." Like <laughs> you've been in the league. I sat here watching from afar. And we're I think we're we're all going to be watching from afar this week. We'll see what happens. We'll be back here next week previewing the deadline and then we will be after the deadline as well recapping Anything that happens, hopefully it's something. But it's going to be an action-packed day on Thursday. Uh, we're going to wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline. Big game coming up next weekend. BetOnline. The game starts here, and also buy our shirt. Jordan Pippen at The Last Dance. ShopBelieve.com. CJ, we are going to have a fun week ahead of us. Whether it's talking about a Bulls trade, maybe not, and other things going on around the league. There's going to be a lot of movement, and there's going to be a lot of – the picture's going to get clear for a lot of teams.
0: Yes. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I'm excited, man. I just want to see what happens, what moves are going to be made and what moves are not going to be made. So uh, definitely excited to see what happens.
1: Which fan base is going to be pissed off the most? That's the game we get to play (laughs) after the deadline because somebody's going to get traded that they don't want to get traded, and they're going to hold on to someone that they didn't want to keep. It's the nature of the business, and that's why I'm glad I'm not in a front office this time of year. Uh, But we will see everybody back here next week. Enjoy the weekend, everyone.
0: Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.